You're listening to The Author's Leverage, where it's all about your book and how to create a greater impact and a greater income with it. This podcast is for the author who knows there's more you can do with that book. Whether you're publishing your first one ever or you've written multiple bestsellers, the path to greatness begins by looking around and seeing that you are at this moment standing right in the middle of your own acre of diamonds. My friends, your book is a brand. I'm Parshel Tashi, creative entrepreneur and education design architect, and I'll be your guide diving into the minds of successful authors, renowned publishers, and industry experts to glean practical wisdom you can integrate into your book writing, launch, and marketing strategies today. You'll hear straight from the source how authors like you were able to publish their best work and build wildly profitable, successful businesses around it. Welcome aboard the Author's Leverage. Hey, Parshel here with the Author's Leverage. So excited that you are here. I'm joined today by Karen Williams. She's one of the leading book mentors in the UK, which actually makes her our first international guest on the podcast. We have some others, but she's our first. So, so excited for this moment. She works with business experts who want to stand out from the crowd and write a nonfiction book that helps them to grow their business. The best-selling author of eight books herself, she knows the difference a book can make to your business when it's done well. She's worked with hundreds of coaches, consultants, and other business experts who have a story to tell or a message to share, taking them from idea to final manuscript, many of which have become bestsellers on Amazon, book award finalists, and successful business building tools. She regularly features on podcasts and interviews, and she's a TEDx speaker. This conversation is so, so amazing. She talks about her smart author system, which is a program that uh, that she offers to her clients. But what's really behind that is this way of creating and, and publishing a book that allows it to be self-funded and self-validated while you're writing the book. So this is such an amazing strategy and a, a completely different way, uh, considering that the publishing industry has changed. Uh, you're going to learn so much in this episode. So let's get to it. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Author's Leverage. I'm so happy. I'm so thrilled. I just met uh, this wonderful woman I'm going to introduce. I uh, met her in the last few weeks and have I just love her, her spirit, and um, just her, her generosity when it comes to helping authors. So I'm excited to introduce to the show Miss Karen Williams. She is one of the leading book mentors in the UK. Uh, she's worked with business experts who want to stand out from the crowd and write a nonfiction book that helps them to grow their business. The best-selling author of eight books herself, She knows the difference a book can make to your business when it's done well. And she works with hundreds of coaches, consultants, and other business experts who have a story to tell or a message to share, taking them from idea to final manuscript, and many of which have become Amazon bestsellers, book award finalists, and successful business building tools. And she regularly features on podcasts and interviews, and she's a TEDx speaker. So I would love to introduce you all to Karen Williams. Karen, thank you so much for hanging out with me today on the author's leverage thank you i'm really looking forward to it yes and i would love for you because i know that that was uh that was a bio i would love for you to share in your own words uh what you how would you describe what you do and uh how you make the world better um how i describe what i do is i take 
business owners who want to write a book but haven't got a clue where to start, what to do first, or they're simply feeling overwhelmed. And I help them to get the ideas out of their head down onto paper so they create a book that really makes a difference in their lives and makes a difference in their readers' lives as well and makes a difference in their business. Because I think there's so many business owners who have, a, especially those providing a service like coaches, therapists, trainers, um, consultants who have a huge amount of knowledge they share with people. But actually, that information deserves to go into the hands of more people so that more people can learn from their expertise. So I help facilitate it. And I take people through the whole process from idea, planning, writing, marketing, launch. And then I've got a team of people who do some of the publishing if, if they need help in that area as well. So I don't do the publishing side, but I, I'm doing the business, the business building side of the book. I love that. I love that. And that, that's what I love about uh, this podcast and in terms of just the, the different options and opportunities that exist from having a book, but you have to have it first. <laughs> so Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and I think so many people get caught up with how am I going to get it published? How am I going to market it? You got to write it first. Yes, that's most important. I know that the uh, the, the the content itself is important. You know how it's orchestrated mm-hmm. and the end result. So tell us a little bit also how you got into this world mm-hmm. and in this space. Yeah, so I've been in business for fifteen years now, um, and. I wasn't always mentoring people around their books. I started out as a coach. Um, But the thing that changed my business um, around about three years in was when I wrote my first book back in 2009. So I was doing my neurolinguistic programming qualification, NLP. I was doing my master practitioner. And I decided from the modelling project I did where I interviewed successful coaches in the UK and also in the US, I realised that I had to turn that knowledge into a book. But I learned the hard way how to do it. I went round in circles, my confidence, well, it could, lack of confidence, to be honest, could have easily have stopped me. And I really didn't know where to start. But I got through it, I learned. And then 18 months later, I was stood up in front of 70, 80 people at my book launch party. I did say never again after that first book. But as, as you said in my bio, um, I'm on book number nine at the moment, as you do. Um, and it was round about seven probably almost eight years ago now, that a lot of people were saying to me, um, Karen, you've written a couple of books, how did you do it? And I went, well, it's easy, forgetting about all the pain I went through. Um, And that's when I decided to make the leap because I am quite a left brain, process driven, organised person. My brain works, um, it it kind of, I'm good at seeing a really big picture and also getting into the detail. Um, And that's, um, and I'm pretty good at helping people to sift through their ideas in their head and actually create something that works for them in their business. Hmm. I love that. And how how would you say that your process has evolved since that first book and the, you know, what you experienced there and now working on your ninth? How has your process evolved over that time? That's a really good question because I modelled successful coaches for my first book. I've always looked at how to model how people do themselves at their best, so how they they plan at their best, how they write at their best. So I spent a lot of time modelling that process over the last few years. Um, My ninth book actually focuses more about the philosophies and the pillars behind a successful book. But things have evolved because I've always been a planner. But um, back in 2014, I wrote Your Book is the Hook, which takes people through the process. But that has evolved since then. And I think it always will evolve as you learn something new, as technology changes, as you see different people having different successes. You know, even with my new book, I'm looking at, you know, case studies from clients. And obviously, they've changed even in the last 18 months from what people have done, especially with the pandemic, post-pandemic, in the pandemic, 
which we still are, aren't we really? Um, yeah. And what, what changes it's made to people's lives in terms of having having a book. So I think it's something that evolves all the time, but I'm very much into plan the book first, do your research. It doesn't matter how long it takes, as long as you've got the right book for your business. But also don't leave it so long that you never have a book out there as well, as we talked about. You know, there's, there's a fine line in terms of how long it takes. I don't advocate people doing it quickly, but equally don't leave it so long that your ideas go out of fashion. That's true. That's true. Let's move in and get it get it done, get it written in a yeah. in a in an orderly fashion. Now tell me too, I know that the industry has changed in terms of, you know, the ability to self-publish and mm-hmm. things like that since your first book versus now. Yeah. You know, in that respect, what are you seeing as the biggest difference and the the greatest advantage to authors today who want to write a book versus, you know, let's say ten years ago? Yeah, the biggest difference is that 10 years ago, not many people were doing it. So people like me, when I published my first book, I was quite unique in terms of it tended to be people who were quite well known were the people who were doing it. So that was so that really is probably one of the reasons why my book put me and my business on the map. It kind of elevated my profile, elevated my authority and my credibility. And it got me noticed and it, it did transform my business. But these days there are it's so easy to publish a book you could write anything and publish it on amazon tomorrow it doesn't matter if it's any good but you're a published author and that has that's Mm. got its advantages and its disadvantages disadvantages really is that because it's so easy to publish a book not everyone does it well and then they can dent their reputation they can dent their credibility they can dent their brand um but the advantage is that there are so many different ways of doing it um and another disadvantage is that because people don't know how to do it in the best possible way they can they can limit their reach by say for example just publishing on amazon and not publishing with all, all the other platforms so there are kind of yeah all sorts of advantages and disadvantages but i think the main advantage is that it, it does give people the option to be that authority to step into their leadership and actually show up because they can get what they know down into a book yeah. And I love what you said, too, is that, you know, if it's not done well, it could dent your reputation, mm-hmm. it could dent your brand. You know, what are what are some how does that happen? Why does that happen that you would say? Because on, on one hand, to say that you're a published author is great. That does something to boost your authority in a particular space. But <laughs> it could also, mm-hmm. you know, affect your brand. And how so? I'm just curious. Yeah, so in my new book, I've kind of explored the stuff I've been teaching for a few years, but not really articulated up till now. And in my view, to be a successful or to have a successful business book, you need to have three things in place. You need to have an impactful idea, not 20 ideas that kind of hang together in a book, one sole idea that everything hangs off. You need to have a memorable methodology in terms of how you translate that idea into the process in your book. So for example, under the impactful idea, you probably know who your book is for, the the ideal reader for it. And actually the memorable methodology takes people from that problem they're facing and the solution they're looking for. And then the third thing that's important are significant stories. So how you bring the stories into the book, that means that it's it's memorable, that people actually can then do something with it and see how it works in practice. Now, the danger is if you have too many ideas, stories aren't told well enough, there's no kind of methodology that takes people through a process like, like it's a bit of a jumble. That's when it can damage someone's reputation, because the last thing someone wants to do is pick up, you know, you don't want your ideal reader or a reader to pick up your book and go, this is rubbish, leaving you a bad review or te- or not recommending it to other people. What you want people to do is pick up your book and go, you need to read this. This changed my life. This made a huge difference. That's that's the thing that's going to elevate your brand um, and enable you to leverage your book. 
I love that. I hope everyone took notes on that because those are really important, <laughs> I think, for, you know, really the core elements that can take specifically nonfiction work and make it to be something that is impactful yeah. for the reader and for the the brand and credibility of the author. So, yeah. um, and, and when we're talking about that as an author, you, you've mentioned building a business, right? Mm-hmm. And as an author, you know, we should be thinking ahead, not just about, okay, I'm just writing, but really to think into the future around a, a mm-hmm. business. So what, what things in particular are important to consider when you're thinking about your business connected to your book? So one of the things that I suggest my clients do is start with the end in mind and actually look at the longer term vision. Where does the book fit into what they're doing um, in terms of where they want to take their business in, say, two years time, five years time? How does it all fit in? And also to write about the subject that they're known for already or the subject they want to get known for through the book, depending on how established they are and whether they're re, um, re-niching or re-niching um, in terms of you know where they're taking their business. So starting with the end in mind and knowing how the book fits into the business is it's the very first thing anyone needs to think about and then you can work on okay so what where does where's this book going and how's it going to help me so there's various ways people can leverage their book in terms of you know creating a course you you know all about that don't you Pashel so creating a course off the back of the book or doing research or you know there's so much you can do to actually look at how you can leverage it not just when you publish it but when you write it as well and that's the key thing I love that I love that and it's it's about you said it, keeping the end in mind as you're writing it to see what the future is. Mm. Now, you mentioned earlier, too, that a lot of people are doing it, right? So when you talk about uh, uh, just sort of this influx of people who are putting out a number of works, whether they're good or bad or quality yeah. or not, um, how what's important to keep in mind as that author, as you know, you're looking ahead, how to actually still stand out and to not just contribute to the noise of a whole bunch of, you know, uh, voices and and things like that around particular topics how can they stand out well I think I think it can help if other people are writing in your area of expertise because if people are writing and they're popular they they you know people are obviously reading that subject so it's obviously a subject that's that people are interested in especially if it's a well-known book but you can't regurgitate what else has been written you have to find your own hook um so one of the things that I did in in my new book that that will be out spring probably 2022 um is that i started by i started modeling not only my client books but some really well-known books as well and there were quite a lot of well-known books that are very successful so i thought okay so are they following the same formula that i teach and actually they generally are but you could have two books on the same subject but could be very different so i'll give you an example um i looked at atomic habits by james clear and miracle morning by um how elrod both about habits very very different so Atomic Habits is all about making those little changes in, in your life to to sort of create a compound effect, whereas Miracle Morning is about how you set yourself up for the day in terms of to have your best day, both about habits. So they both found their unique hook, and that's what it is. It's about finding your unique angle, your unique hook that sets you aside from other people. So you don't have to write on a completely new topic, but you have to find an angle that maybe no one else is talking about before or, yeah, that type of thing. I love this because it actually starts to get into a little bit of your specialty as well, which is how to validate, you know, uh, a a work before before you publish it. So what what do you usually teach um, others as as relates to how to, you know, validate and know that you do have something that's Mm -hmm. worth committing, you know, several months or time and energy into? 
Well, here's the thing. A lot of people write their books without actually finding out what people want to hear from them in the book. So one of the things I recommend people do is they do their market research, not just what else has been written on your topic, but actually talk to people. Now, if you've been working with your ideal clients for a while um, and your ideal readers for a while, you probably know what people are asking you on a day to day basis. But actually, if you start to do interviews or you start to do research, you do a survey, you do focus groups, you can really get to grips with the language that your readers are using and making sure you cover their biggest problems or their biggest struggles and what they're looking for off in your book. And actually, when you start to do the research early on, it has an added benefit is that you can get business off the back of your book. You know, you go to um, maybe a client you worked with five years ago and say, we worked together five years ago. I would love to interview you for my book. And they go, oh, you're writing a book. Elevates your authority right from the very start. So actually, that puts you in a different league, even if you never complete your book. Now, I wouldn't recommend that. But actually, you know, one of my clients, she's um, got an incredible amount of work that's comes up, comes up, that's already come off the back of her research and she hasn't finished her book yet. And that's really where the secret lies. Um, and there's all sorts of ways you can do it. So I've talked about interviewing. I've talked about surveys. You could share things on social media. Another thing I encourage clients to do, you know, simply things like, you know, sharing blog posts, sharing the cover when you've got to that stage. Engaging people in your target readership will help, you know, quite early on. Um, you could look for sponsorship. I had a client a few years ago get sponsorship from organisations to help fund her book. Um, so that's when kind of self-validation and self-funding kind of go hand in hand, because if you're investing in your book, you're spending time writing the book where you're not delivering client work or you're not looking for client work. So actually raising your profile and bringing in another stream of income through raising your Raising awareness of what you do before your book is published will help. Um, and you can also then check that you're on the right lines and you're writing what people want to read. That is so interesting. <laughs> I'm so intrigued by what you just said, because it actually, in a sense, sort of, it's still a lot of work, right? It's still work oh, that has to be done. Yeah, yeah. But something about how you just described it, it's almost like the pressure comes off of you know, you being the one to source all of this information when in fact you can write it with your audience, you can write mm -hmm. it with the people like that's, that's powerful. Mm -hmm. that's yeah. So and there's powerful. so many different ways you, you can approach it as well. So one of my clients, he did 10 interviews for his book. So he's literally written a book where he's kind of topped and tailed it. And I've, I've helped him to put his own authority in there. Cause the danger of doing an interview style book is you don't show up yourself because you're interviewing other people with expertise so one of the things we've worked together is to actually making sure he's you know he's being credible and he's showing his own authority through the book um i've had other clients so i've got a client i was talking to earlier this week who's actually bringing in another expert to help with her book because she knows that she's got a lot of expertise but in there's one particular area she's recognized that there's somebody else that that she'd like or she's asked me to introduce her to who she has met before who can also contribute to that area so it's you don't have to write all the words yourself. You could do interviews, surveys. There's so much richness that can come from sharing quite early on. But a lot of people feel scared about it. They feel scared to say, hey, I'm writing a book and they don't want to put it out there. Whereas actually, I think the earlier you do, the more there will come and the easier, the easier it will be in the long term. Although it can feel a little bit <laughs> right at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. It's still going to be some work and, you know, you still have to get over that hump for sure, because it's it's very it's a vulnerable, I think, act to do to write a book. Yeah. 
you know yeah yeah and i think but i think the more research you do the easier it will write itself because you've got That's a plan right. you know what goes where i do say to people if you can give yourself four hours a week you should be able to get a good first draft within six months hmm. That's that's kind of the average. And if you have more time, you know, you could get it done quicker. However, just don't underestimate the time for research because actually doing that isn't just about the book. It's about the business as well. It's about growing the business at the same time as writing it. That's true. And I know that there are, you know, others who co-author books, right? We talk about incorporating other people, other mm. experts, you know, other partners that can come together. Yeah. I have seen the effort in, you know, taking that in having a co-authored book, whether it might be two authors or 10, I've seen. So is there an advantage that you would say to doing that as well in in terms of book writing? Yeah, certainly. I've worked with a few clients who have co-authored books, but normally when they're in the same profession, so they run a business together. So that's that's the time I've generally done it. Um, So, but you could co-author it. That makes sense. The thing, the it, danger is an option. Yeah, yeah the there, danger, I know there's some concerns. <laughs> yeah, and the danger of when you're so I see I see a lot of people who produce who contribute a chapter of a book, which is great, but it doesn't necessarily show you as an authority unless you've written a whole book. But it, it's 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 mm. kind of a step towards the whole book, isn't it? Yeah, but I love how, in, in particular, you've mentioned this and in the other uh, instance before about how it's important to bring your credibility into it as well. So this is not just you know, uh, other experts or other people that you're interviewing, there's a way to still incorporate your, you know, you as the, as the author and, and showing up in, with your credibility. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you coach people in that? Um, if, when they're, you know, in terms of their book, they have uh, information from all different types of people that, you know, are relevant to the book. How do you coach them through making sure that their particular expertise and credibility shows up in that? So with the client who's done the interviews, um, there was a couple of things we did. Firstly, in the introduction, he set himself up in terms of, you know, this is where I've come. This is why I do what I do. Um, But what he's also done is at the end of every interview, he's given a summary of what he's actually kind of almost taking out some of the salient points. And then Mm. at the very end, he's he's kind of given an overview of all of the things he's learned on his journey and kind of the top things that if people read nothing – you know, that's and, and then there's a, you know, there's a call to action so he can, you know, they, people can learn more from him. So I think it's about being. Yeah, I think it's about we need to show up and be truthful in the areas we know well and actually accept we don't know everything. Um, when I wrote Book Marketing Made Simple um, back a few years ago, one of the things I did with that book is I had people who are experts in social media video. I don't want to be an expert in those areas, but actually just bringing them in, I, I can do them and I do them quite a lot, but actually bringing in some tips from other people means it's win-win. They promote it, I promote it, so it gets out to more people. I love that. That's so powerful. And and in particular, you mentioned earlier, just to shift gears here, you mentioned your uh, expertise as well with NLP. How does that understanding show up in how you work with your clients and uh, you know lay out the information in, in, in your partic- in your books? as well um consciously it doesn't really come in but I think being a coach more than anything else is you know I tend to know I'm quite self-aware in terms of I tend to know when when there's when I should ask a question and when I should give advice and I think that's the thing and knowing NLP means that you know I I can tap into some of the language patterns but I do it subconsciously not consciously I think yeah it's I know it don't necessarily, I couldn't tell you how I do it. It's just, I think it's just part of how I do me. 
you're just a superhero. That's <laughs> uh, but no, it, that's so powerful that you said the difference between you know knowing when to ask a question versus when to present your advice. All right, it's time for a short break. Let's hear a word from one of our sponsors. Are you an author and ready to leverage your book? Maybe you have a great idea for a course or program, but you need help fleshing it out with someone and making sense of what you have. If that's you, I want to invite you to schedule a free half-hour strategy session with me. We'll take a look at your content together, talk about your goals, and I'll provide my professional and honest recommendations. No salesy stuff or surprises. So to schedule a call, visit theauthorsleverage.com forward slash course strategy. All right, now back to the show. So I know that with your, you have a program as well um, called the Smart Author System. Would you tell us a little bit about that program and, and how that works? Yeah, so when the pandemic hit in um, 2020, I realized that to, I realized there was an opportunity because I knew that there would be a lot of people who would, you know, have time to write a book. And I thought, how can I best support and serve people the most? So I put my one-to-one program online. So I created a six-week program called the Smart Author System, which takes people through the whole process of writing a book. Now, I don't recommend that people write it in six weeks, but it's all about, you know, by the time they get to week five and they start the writing process, they've got a really, really good plan. So it takes people through the whole process, what they need to do, when they need to do it. And it also covers the different, the seven different ways of self-funding a book so people can actually start to do the research. So, for example, with the interviews, there is a template that people can use so they don't have to reinvent the wheel and thinking, oh, how am I going to do the interviews? There's a template for the surveys, which is already set up in one of the popular survey um, platforms. So people can, again, literally just fill in the blanks. So it's designed to give people everything they need to get their book out there. Um, so I, I launched that. Um, we've had about sort of 60 people, I think, coming to going through the program. Um, in March 2022, I'll be running the group program for the second time as well. And I've really enjoyed that. I ran it for the first time this year, um, a group program to help people with regular kind of interaction with me. I've absolutely loved it. I, the, the light bulbs that go off when when you get a group of people in the room and they're all bouncing off. Like, you know, sometimes I could leave them to it. You know, I'm there facilitating, but just seeing them supporting each other, giving each other advice has been absolutely amazing. Um, so, yeah, so that's available for anyone who wants help through the whole process from literally from everything, you know, everything they need to know about writing a book is in that program. Everything yeah. I know about writing a book is in that program. <laughs> and, you know, a lot. So that's so that's incredible. And why did, why in particular <laughs> did you call it smart author? You know, the smart author system. Um Because it's all about being smart. It's all about doing things in the best possible and the easiest way. It is about being smart. There's no acronym there. I've, I've got 10 principles that I teach, which are all around S's, but it's about it's about following the process and being smart about things. It's, it's, I think so many authors spend time faffing around. They sabotage themselves. They, they think about writing rather than writing. So actually, it's about being smart about the use of your time, where you put your energy, where you put your focus. That, that's why. Um, that's the main reason why. And the second reason is we weren't quite sure what else to call it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great it's, it's a great naming title. a program is not the easiest thing <laughs> <laughs> it's not but it definitely works especially when you break it down like that you know um talk talk a little bit about as well so 
an author has their book, it's published, uh, what options do they have? Let's say that they didn't think ahead the way that they, you know, maybe should have if they were a smart author. But if they, you know, they have their book out, they just, you know, completed this project, then it's up and it, it, it does work for them. Like what, um, what other options or possibilities are there if they have this book published from, you know, from the perspective of growing their business, um, establishing more of their credibility? What what sort of options do you or, or routes do you recommend that they take? Um, there's a couple of other programs I have called, well, I've got a 30 day book marketing challenge and a book launch blueprint, um, that kind of take people if they've already got to the publishing stage to give them ideas about what else they can do to actually launch their book or even market their book in, in the long term. But for me, it's about thinking beyond the book. Um, so thinking, you know, you've got a book out there, how can you maximize it? Because, let's be honest, the book itself doesn't make much money. And if you're investing money and also investing time and your energy and, and you know, your sanity to some degree in, into the book, you want to be able to make sure you get a return um, and you want to be able to maximise the success of the book. So I always say think beyond the book. You know, for example, I was speaking to a former client of mine yesterday um, and we were talking about, you know, she's she's had opportunities to do keynotes. So we talked about how she can use those keynotes to actually maybe do an offer for the organiser in bulk sales of the book. So if you've got a keynote in front of 100 people, why don't you bundle in 100 copies of your, of your book, which means that it reinforces the message that you give. It means that people have got something to take away and it means that some of them might say, ah, I want some help. So they put their hand up and they say, please, can you help me? So that's one way of doing it. Certainly turning a book into, you know, the book leading into a course, a programme, one-to-one services, starting with the end in mind in that respect is really important as well. You know, thinking, what do you want your readers to do after they've read your book? How can you serve people who need more of you so that you you have, you create a business that you enjoy running? That's one of the reasons for creating the smart author system. It means I can help more people you know, to actually get the book out there at different price points, which means that some people might go, actually, I want you to, on a one-to-one basis. And some people might say, you know what, my money's limited, but, you know, I, I could do, say, £500, $500 to start at the beginning and actually learn the process. But, you know, maybe maybe they're not ready or maybe they don't need all of the help from the whole thing. So having different options for people. Um and the biggest thing that I advise all my clients to do, especially leading up to their launch, is to start writing a list of everyone who can help them. The partners, the you know people who are featured in the book, so interviewees, people you surveyed, and people you know who are in complementary professions. Who do you know who can help you to launch the book? That's a successful Amazon launch relies on as many people as possible buying it. To do that, if you haven't got a really big list, you need help from other people. So how can you how can you get your team in place so that when you launch your book, it's going to be most successful and it just starts the momentum, then you keep the momentum going. That, that, that's three things anyway. That's really powerful. And and they can still if like how, how would you say if, if they didn't have an audience yet, could a book help them to still build that audience and uh, and to still be successful? It does, but you can be smart about it again and actually do it as you write it. So um, Mm. one of my clients, the one I mentioned a moment ago, he's about to start writing book number two. Um, What she did when she did the research for her book, she turned it into an ebook, and that ebook became a free download on her website. So it created a lead magnet. So she started building her list from the lead magnet. So as she was writing the book, she was promoting it when she gave talks. The lead magnet led to her giving talks because people read it and went, can you speak at this event? So again, it's raising your profile as you do it. So it's things like that can 
can really help in, in the longer term. But you have to follow through. You have to follow through because if you start doing a survey, you get great results, but then you never publish it. You know, for me, there's it's about doing something with, with that information and actually being able to then go, hey, this is my book and being able to talk about it further. So, um, yeah, that's I, I can't remember the question now, but hopefully that's <laughs> answered it. <laughs> It's it's all good. I, I'm not sure I remember the question either. But um, what came to mind, I was reading a story about an author who sold, I think it was a thousand copies of her book, but it turned into a million dollars worth in business through speaking and consulting that she was able to do. So yeah. it wasn't about selling, you know, that equivalent no. of books. It was what she was able to do with it. It is about what you can do with it. That's that's the whole point is the book itself. You could you could write a book and give it away if you want to. And I don't recommend people do that because I think there is a value of people buying it. However, you know, it's what comes off the back of it is key. And that's why starting with the end in mind and knowing your vision and knowing what you want that book to do is, you know, if you if you sell a book for $14.99 on Amazon, you might make a few pounds per book, less if you're traditionally published. So actually thinking about how you can leverage it, which obviously is what the author's leverage is all about. How can you leverage it? How can you, how can you, how can your book lead into everything else that you do so that you can you can maximize your reach as well? That's absolutely true. And who I would say uh, another question that comes to mind as we start to wrap up here, um, who have you been, I would say, most impressed with in terms of, you know, let's say their book, the quality of the content that was written, you know, how from a thinking of the end in mind was really creatively uh, thought out and, and executed. And, um, you know, it's still doing well for that particular author. Is there anyone that comes to mind or a few that come to mind that you're like, just, you know, impressed with? Yeah, so there's one lady I worked with a few years ago, a lady called Emma, Emma Heptonstall, who is a, a divorce coach for women. Now, she has had amazing success with her book in terms of it's really niche. It's, it's, it's aimed towards women who are thinking about leaving their husbands. And it kind of, you know, one of the things when you, I've not been through the situation myself, but if you were thinking about getting divorced, you might go through that turmoil and you might go and see friends and you might, you know, cry on people's shoulders and the, your friends are going to be biased. Your friends are going to say, you know, leave him leaving behind is not worth it. Whereas actually her book enables people to make that non-emotional choice. In terms of it gives them all the information they need to say, yeah, I'm going to stay. Yes, I'm going to go. And if they decide to go, it takes them through the whole process. Now, Emma has achieved amazing success because not only has she sold lots of copies of her book, but she now has a membership club that people that she can she can step up and serve people on a big on a on a bigger basis. You know, people pay her, you know, £199 per month for that membership club because they know that she's on hand and she can help people. And she also works with, you know, high net worth women as well who want her one to one services. So she's got a really great business model in terms of she's got the book, she's got the, the she's got a course, she's got a membership site and she's got the one to one services. So her book is the core fundamental to her business. Um, I've got a few clients like that, but she, she's one that came to mind straight away. And I've got quite a few other clients who who do something similar, who the book the book has led to opportunities, it's led to corporate gigs, it's led to clients, it's really kind of been the backbone of their business. I love that. And and I'm curious uh, also, what do you see as the future for authors? Let's say five, ten years from now, how does how how does how do you see things evolving? Gosh, um, I don't see anything changing in as much as I think a book is going to be even more important if you're a speaker, you're a coach, you're, and you're an expert, because it does enable you to 
bring you all of your expertise in one place. And actually, when you bring your expertise in one place, you become more confident in your knowledge and, and what you deliver as well. I think that's really important. Um, I see obviously the digital world and obviously the virtual world. You know, I, you know, there's never, you know, I'm, I'm always looking at different time zones and like when I'm talking to people in different countries and it's something I was doing, pre, you know, pre-pandemic, let alone sort of, you know, during and post-pandemic. But I see that there's going to be more virtual stuff going on, obviously. Um, and more audiobooks, um, you know, ebooks. I think there's still a, there's still a place for print books, though. So I don't know. I'm not quite sure what the future holds. I think books, they're, they're so much a part of our history. I see them being part of our future as well. Absolutely. I love that. And my last question as we wrap up, Karen, thank you so much uh, for being here. This has been so awesome. I would love for you to share what you wish authors or potential authors knew that you feel like they just keep missing, goes over their head. I'm like, ah, oh, I just wish they would just see this. <laughs> what is that thing for you? Oh, gosh, there's so many things. Um, nailing those three things, the impactful idea, memorable methodology, significant yeah. stories. Nail those three things and you should have it nailed. You know, that is the thing. It's about having the idea, one idea. It's about having the stories that basically connect the dots between those ideas and show how it works in practice. And then the methodology that kind of takes people through the structure of your book through to the outcome so you can leverage it. That's, if nothing else, it's those three things. Amazing, amazing. Well, Karen, thanks again for joining us today. Where can people connect with you, uh, the listeners that are, that are joining in? Where can they find out more about you and connect with you further? Yeah, so I am all over social media. My business is Librotas, which is L-I-B-R-O-T-A-S. So Libro for book, Libertas for freedom. So it's a mash of those two words, Librotas.com. And you can find me on so all over either Karen Williams, Libertas or Libertas. Um, but if you search for me, you'll find me. Perfect. Well, we'll include all of those links in the show notes uh, for those that are tuning in and checking this out. Please, please, please look into and connect with Karen. Look into what she's doing. Uh, she's a wealth of knowledge and experience in this field, and especially with her unique ability to help you self-fund and to validate your book uh, before it goes out. <laughs> it's just such a so much. Uh, it's just a, a way better um, approach you know, for how we can be successful in our book writing. So thanks, Karen, again, for being here. Thank this you. has been phenomenal. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Author's Leverage. You can subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. Hey, do me a favor. If you found this helpful, leave us a review and share this episode with someone it could help along their journey. To check out more resources, visit theauthorsleverage.com. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time.